It is Friday, August 9th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it is time for another episode of The Rally. Scranton Wilkes-Barre came away with a loss. They got swept by the Charlotte Knights, one of the teams trying to track down the Durham Bulls in the wild card race. Well, Scranton Wilkes-Barre welcomed Charlotte to town for the first and only time this season. Charlotte came away with three victories, including a 7-4 final yesterday, a game that the Rail Riders led into the eighth inning and had a nice early lead. So let's jump into the highlights, and it began in the bottom of the first inning. After a scoreless top of the first from Brian Keller making his AAA debut, Scranton Wilkes-Barre saw a walk by Clint Frazier, then a walk to rehabber Gary Sanchez. The next man up was Tyro Estrada. The three out of Tyro. Crushed towards left field. If it stays fair, it's gone. It is a fair ball and out of here. Three-run blast for Tyro Estrada. Tucks it inside the foul pole, skips it off the stairs at the end of the Coast Pavilion. And the Rail Riders have a 3-0 lead, three batters in. That all came off of Justin Nicolino, who entered having allowed the most home runs in the International League this season. He came in having allowed 31. That was number 32. And an inning later, Wendell Riho began the second with home run number 33 off the lefty. One ball, one strike. Nicolino deals and Riho. Hits it high in the air towards left field. This sends Tilson back to the warning track, and this is gone. Wendell Riho hammers another one. It's his fifth of the year. So it was 4-0, just eight batters into the game. Nobody out in the second inning. An inning plus from Nicolino. He had given up four runs on two hits and three walks, but then really settled down in a big way ultimately finishing having allowed just two total hits. In fact, from the Wendell Riho homer on, it was eight hitless innings by Charlotte Knight's pitching. But the Rail Riders, they hung on as Charlotte had two runs in the top of the third inning coming off of Brian Keller. A leadoff single, then two-run homer by Ramon Torres, who finished a perfect four for four in the night. And Charlotte, they were in business, but... Real Riders pitching would settle in. Brian Keller finished seven strong innings on three hits and two runs. Again, it was his AAA debut, and the 25-year-old certainly pitched well enough to earn the victory, but it was the eighth and the ninth inning when Charlotte would rally. They scored five times off of Will Carter, twice in the eighth, and going into the ninth inning tied at four. They scored three more times and came away with that 7-4 victory. Connor Walsh got the win for Charlotte. He's 2-1. Will Carter... The loss. He drops to one and one in a game that was played in two hours, 51 minutes before 6,116 fans at PNC Field. On rehab, Gary Sanchez played seven innings more and walked once. We talked about that back in the first inning. He scored on the Tyro Estrada homer. And so over his expected two days of rehab with the Rail Riders, six plate appearances, he went one for five with a single and a run scored and a walk. Sanchez expected to rejoin the New York Yankees not too long from now up in Toronto. Before yesterday's game, we had a chance to sit down with a special guest. J.D. Klosser is the catching coordinator for the New York Yankees. He follows everybody around, all the catchers, gets an eye on them at each and every level. Well, Gary Sanchez in town, so J.D. decided to be as well. And after his first go-around on Wednesday night, where he had a single and came out of the game looking pretty good, 
That's where we began chatting up catchers in the system, but specifically, how did Gary Sanchez look after his first rehab game with the Rail Riders? Uh, well, I think first and foremost, the fact that he was healthy. You know, that's the biggest thing when, when these guys go on rehab assignments is just to make sure that they're healthy and that they are able to go through the entire time that they're supposed to be out there and not have any issues. Uh, I think early on, he, would th- he was trying to catch up a little bit to the game speed in those first couple innings, but I think as the game went on, he got much more comfortable and got to where he was moving around a little bit better. It was encouraging to see him try to beat that ball out to second base. That Wade had chopped up the middle and have to really kind of get after it a little bit, and he came out of the game healthy, so I would say it was a big success last night for him. The injury that he's here trying to recover from is a groin injury, and it seems like that's popped up occasionally for him as a former catcher yourself. A lot of years crouching behind home plate. I don't know if you've ever had that groin pull, but what is it like trying to catch if that's not 100%? Personally, I've never experienced it, but I would imagine that it's really difficult with the lateral movements and things that you have to do when you're blocking behind the plate, not being able to really push off with one leg or the other because you've got something jumping up and biting you right there uh, would make it really difficult. So I think that that's kind of a delicate area in the catching in the catching world. Anything that has to do with your legs makes it kind of difficult because we're one of the few positions where we're you know, pushing ourselves on our lower half all the time. So the legs are very, very important back there. J.D. Klosser, catching coordinator for the New York Yankees in town, and our guest here on the pregame show. Eric Kratz seems to be like a unicorn. He's a 39-year-old, and he just keeps year after year popping up, and he seems as young as ever. What is it? What is your impression of a guy who's 39 and still doing what he's doing? I think it's amazing. I mean, shoot, he's six months younger than I am, and he's still able to play at a you know perform at a high level. I think one of the the biggest attributes that Eric has is that. He takes care of himself really, really well. If you're here early and you see him, he's in the weight room getting himself rolled out and doing the things that's necessary, and he's got a really, really solid routine to lock himself in every day to give himself the ability to do that, like you said, at the uh, young age of 39. One of the other names for the Rail Riders that's been poking around this year is Kyle Higashioka. As we talk, he's coming off a two-home run game up in the big leagues. For him, I'm sure he's aware that Gary Sanchez and Austin Romine are the two big league catchers. What does it speak to? that he's able to go up there in a pinch in a moment's notice and, and be able to perform offensively and defensively as he has? Well, I think first it just it just shows the work that he's done down here to stay ready and be ready to go up there when he's called upon. And I think as you see and you watch him play, every time he goes back up there, he seems to become a little bit more and more comfortable and things start trying to start slowing down for him a little bit. Uh, you know, last year when he got a significant amount of time when Gary went down, you could kind of see him spinning and then he went up early this year and he was able to kind of slow the game down and get back to where he needed to be. And this time he's been really really well kind of switching back and forth with row quite a bit so I think the more you get up there and the more you realize that you know what I can do this I think that it starts to work out well and then when he's down here he just takes care of business that's just all you can do you can't control what's going on above you you just have to go out there and play and do what you can do and then when you're called upon go up and do your job and he's done a really really nice job of that. We talk about the different levels of the system pretty frequently on the broadcast, and one of the names that keeps popping up, Anthony Siegler, first-round pick. I'm sure Yankee fans are excited for him to eventually be in that discussion a few more years down the road, but he's a 20-year-old, a switch hitter, a switch thrower. What should they, Yankee fans specifically be excited about with him? 
Well, I think Anthony is, yeah, he's a smaller guy, but he's super athletic behind the plate. He's got really good flexibility, and he moves well behind the plate. He has been paired with one of the hardest-throwing staffs we have in our system down there with three or four guys they've, that have moved a little bit now, but we've got three or four guys that he was catching on a, you know, on a regular rot- rotation that were throwing 97, 98 miles an hour with not what you would call elite command. So he has the ability to really move well behind the plate, and his hands are good. You know, he's got a, he's got a good arm and he's just working to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker, uh, just letting his athleticism play back there a little bit and just getting in the game and playing. This is his first full professional season, so it's a lot of learning that goes on. And we'll leave with this. I've asked specifically about a lot of different names, and I know there are other names in the system. Pick out a guy that you want to talk about, whether it's Jason Lopez, Kellen Deglin, somebody else that I haven't specifically asked about that you think we should uh, we should be talking about as a guy who's made some pretty good improvements this year. Well, I think you you nailed a couple of guys right there. Uh, you know, Deggs started the year here in a in a in a tough situation. We loved what he's the work he's done coming back from the arm surgery a couple years ago, and he started the year here kind of helping us out and working on some things, and then. And he got activated and got sent to Trenton and scuffled a little bit early, but he's really done a nice job of getting himself ready, and he's playing quite a bit down there, and he's really helped that team not only behind the plate but swinging the bat pretty well. Um, Lopey has – you know, he hasn't – it's been a rough year offensively for him, but he's made some strides uh, defensively. He's an elite thrower, moves well to block. He's catching the ball a lot better. And then um, I think one last guy was our second-round pick from last year, Josh Bro, who's been out a good portion of the year with some arm issues. But, I mean, that's another exciting guy that's big frame, strong guy, big power, really good arm that's uh, really kind of working his way through this, and hopefully he'll be back on the field soon to help us out. A big thank you to J.D. for being our pregame guest, and thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. We've got first pitch tonight, beginning at 7.05 on the Rail Riders Radio Network. You can join Joe Vasile and me beginning at 6.35 for pregame coverage on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB first pitch app as well. Adam Marco will be on the TV side of things tonight. Joe and I will handle the radio. And remember, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.